Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. So excited to bring another powerful, dynamic female here on the Beauteous Me podcast, Jackie Insinger. Oh, my goodness, Jackie. Thank you for being here. And let me introduce you guys and tell you who she is. So throughout her career, Jackie has brought her expertise in cognitive psychology and interpersonal dynamics to the business world as sought-after executive and team dynamics coach. Using her research-based action-oriented methodology, Jackie helps leaders and teams focus on unique strengths and authentic connections in order to increase performance, results, and fulfillment. Her positive psychology-led framework, Platinum Leadership, has been a game-changer for thousands of people and businesses throughout the world. Jackie has a psychology degree from Duke University and a master's in human development and psychology from Harvard. She is a member of both the Forbes Coaches Council, guys, you heard that, Forbes, (laughs) and Harvard Business Review Advisory Council. And she lives in Denver with her husband, Rob, two sons, Simon and Miles, and enormous Newfoundland, Haley and Big Nazi. (laughs) That's her nickname, Big Nasty. (laughs) Big Nasty. I was like... Is that nasty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little like real life. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm like, you always have to have like some cute names that are just will set people off to be like, what did, did I just hear? Okay. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to to chat today. Yeah, so am I, especially um, you know, you you having, well, we'll, we'll get into the conversation, but I just have like so much to kind of ask, but before (laughs) then, can you tell me a little bit about your story? I always start off by asking, you know, my guests that so that people know who they're connecting with, like what brought you to your passion to say, you know what, I think organizations, leaderships need to shift on how they're working with their, not only with their clients, but with the, um, employees that they have. Yes, absolutely. You know, it really, it really started when I was a little girl, not the organizational part, but <laughs> kind of being um, slightly obsessed, I would say, with how people act, react, and interact. Mm. Always trying to figure out relationships, why people made different decisions, why people responded to situations in different ways. And um, I was kind of, you know, the pleaser kid in the family. That was my my role that I took on. And so I really always wanted to understand like, how do you need to hear it? What what needs to happen in this relationship? How do I make people understand what I'm trying to say without getting a the, a different reaction? Right? Because you know your message can be received in so many different ways. And like, how do you need to hear it? You know, on and I didn't realize that was a thing um, because it was just more of a you know it was an an interest and um, a little bit of a coping mechanism for who I was. Mm-hmm. Until, you know, I I got to graduate school and there was a moment actually that really solidified my whole path and really started and charted the course, which is, it was about the moon. Um, So I was in Boston in graduate school and it was my first day and I was in a class with Dr. Eleanor Duckworth, who was like my Michael Jordan of psychology. (laughs) And I um, sat down in her class the first day, super nervous, and she handed everybody a journal 
And she said, for the whole semester, in addition to your coursework, you're going to look at the moon every night and draw a picture of it, write a poem about it, or find something new to say about the moon. And I was so, yeah, I was so annoyed. I was like, what, what are we doing? Like, right. why are we doing this? Now? <laughs> I'm like very not artistic. Like I, you could call me artistically challenged. I was like, yeah. what am I going to do about the moon? I'm in that same yeah. boat. I'm in that same boat. It's yeah. a circle. It's a crescent. It's a circle four. A crescent. <laughs> that's it. We have to come up with like 105 different ways to do this. So I was so annoyed, but did it every night. And th- the last day of class, she had collected our, um, our, or the TAs collected our journals. And so we show up in the big lecture hall the last day we had with her, and it was wallpapered with all of our journal entries, like thousands of them. And we're all looking around, like awe inspired with this like kaleidoscope of moons around the room, thousands. And she says to us, you know, if you take one thing away from my class, it's this. In three months, we found thousands of ways to see one single object that we all thought was seen in one way. She said, what I'm trying to teach you is understanding somebody else's understanding. And it was this light bulb of, it was so profound. And you see all of us in the room having these moments of like, wow. And that's really where it clicked for me and understanding like the platinum rule, which is treat others how they wish to be treated and thinking of these thousands of ways to see the moon means there's thousands of ways to understand a situation and thousands of ways to interact with people. And it just was this idea of um, perspective and potential. And it really charted that course of how do I take that to not just understand people's views of the moon, but honor it and then leverage it to have more effective, meaningful relationships And little did I know then that this whole field of positive psychology was coming out that was going to show really how do you take that and spark um, the light in somebody else really and propel them into this great place where they shine and thrive. So that's kind of the the cycle that happened for me. Yeah. So I I guess let's jump into it. So this is what inspired you to write your book, Spark Yeah. I need you to tell us a little bit about this book. What inspired you? to write this book and to really talk to others about looking at others with a different, with, with a different lens and not like a judgmental lens. Yeah. So, you know, I've been thinking about the book for about 10 years. I've been doing this work with clients for about 15 years Mm -hmm. and really got into the world of positive psychology where I know some people, um, think of positive psychology as positive thinking. Yes. And that's really not, (laughs) not. No, it's a science, you know, and it's the whole idea of studying what makes people thrive, right? How to fix, how to build what's strong instead of just fix what's wrong, which is so important as well, right? It's, it's both sides of the spectrum. They're all important. And we ignored the positive number side of the number line for so long. And so there's so much around that. And there's so much easy action you can take. And the way I look at positive psychology is the science of perspective and the science of potential. And so when you combine, like first, let's understand people, let's try to see their moon. And then there's, there's unlimited things you can do that are easy, actionable steps to take to spark that light and realizing when, you know, I believe it begins with you. Mm -hmm. It always begins with Mm -hmm. you, right. And how you choose to show up. Um, And as the years have gone on, there's been so much more research around emotional contagion and how this subconscious mirroring of our moods and in leadership, 
the power you have at the top of this pyramid to cascade down, whether you like it or not, one way or another, they follow you. Yeah. You know, they follow your outlook. And as these are getting studied more and more around how this positive outlook inputs like 50% higher profits, like 30% higher sales, like all of these things, just by how you show up with your outlook, that's like, people need to see this. And so I started using a system with my clients and it was working and it was, it was a different angle. And I think I didn't realize how different the angle was because it's just what I was doing and knowing. And, and then finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to put this out there. I'm going to write it into a process. And, And that's what I did. I love it. And what's interesting to me is that I took a course, I think, wow, it's been about maybe six years, a leadership uh, course. And um, the, the people that were doing the course were all positive psychologists. And at the, at, you know, and, and what you were saying, it resonates because um, they were focusing on leadership, how we show up as leaders, how we are able to develop our teams as leadership, how we're able to move an organization and the power that we have in being great leaders into actually driving the mission, actually doing the work and getting people to do the work. But it all starts with leadership. So I'm, I'm glad that yeah. you wrote this book that has all these different layers to help others who want to be leaders. And it doesn't have to be you know, just a plug for people that you, you can show up as a leader for yourself. You can show up as a leader, as a podcaster, you can show up as a leader, as a therapist or, or whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for like a huge organization, but you know, we're all leaders. It's how we're showing up and how we are uh, touching the lives of others. So, you know, that, that was like my takeaway from that course and, and, and um, you know, a bit from your book, but um, how would your book help leaders who are struggling build new teams now with the great resignation that's still going on. Oh, yes. And I think that's part of the impetus too, that in this book is there's so many things around connection, right? We're losing this connection um, when we're remote, when everybody was in isolation, people are reevaluating and needing more fulfillment and purpose and meaning and feeling valued for what they're doing. And that's such a thread throughout this whole book, because when you practice this platinum leadership, it is about establishing that authentic connection. It's about being curious. And, you know, I think of the platinum rule, right? Treat others how they wish to be treated, but take it to another level, like value people the way they need to be valued, see people the way they want to be seen, right? Respect them the way they want to be respected. And there's so much just simple asking questions, but this really is a guide. It's a step-by-step guide. Each chapter is like a module with a self-evaluation at the end with next steps to do for your team. So as you're building it, it's how do I do this? How do I start this way? Cause it's not just in, when you're in this position, how do you do it better? It's how do you build it? So you can look at it from different angles and and I love what you said before. You don't have to be part of a large organization. You're you're the leader of your own life. Yes. So this is something how you show up with your family, with your friendships, in any way you lead your life. So how you choose to show up will really influence so much around you and how you impact the people around you and how that impacts you back. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said it. I, like, I don't take it just only like your book just mm-hmm. for um, working for an organization. It's how you're showing up. But what is yeah. the secret to extraordinary leadership? <laughs> um, <laughs> what is the secret? Because now we're telling everyone that everyone is a leader. You're a leader in your home and your yeah. relationships and everything. So now what is the secret? <laughs> I truly believe the secret is, is showing up from this, your own light. 
And when you can realize that you have a choice, right, the power of choice of how you show up and knowing that that influences everyone around you and can really shift the tide so quickly, right? It is the easiest, simplest way. And you have the privilege and the opportunity to shine this light in everyone around you. It's not just, oh, it's my responsibility as a leader. No, no, it's your privilege to do this. If you think about when, you know, say you were in a, a job and you're in a conference room and, you know, your boss walks in and they're so grumpy and pissed off and what does the mood do, right? It just shifts. It. Yep. Yeah. And it just deflates the room. And when you shift into that place, your performance goes down, like everything goes down, right? Um, you're not focused, everything shrinks. And so then picture the same thing when you're in the conference room and your boss walks in in this great mood and starts with this like power lead about, you know, the morning or the day or starts with a win or something that's collective for the group. Everybody's mood goes up. Yeah. right? And your performance goes up and your fulfillment and your commitment and your value that you feel and your contribution. And that changes the whole tide of the team, the company's bottom line. And we know that, that it impacts that. So just pausing before you enter that room as a leader and deciding, how do I want to sway my team right now? Yeah. How do I want them to feel is just by how you show up. And um, I know you have such a background in this too, but you know, I think the idea that in 33 milliseconds, our amygdala can read and mimic someone else's mood and instantaneously take it on. Like it just happens. You know, there are studies that show you put three strangers in a room, three complete strangers in a room for two minutes. Whoever has the strongest emotion, it goes to the other two people in two minutes. Like we have this privilege and opportunity as leaders to just show up. And that's the simplest thing to do. Yeah. There's not I, that much, there's not that much work in that. It isn't. It, it's, it's, you know, just, it, it's what you're saying. It's like, check yourself before you walk into the door. How are you feeling? What's going on for you? You know, this is, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing the therapy side in it. Check your feelings. Yeah. What is going on for you before you walk into that room? Because leaders can make or break an organization or a team or staff. You know, if, if you're not showing up as your best self and you're projecting you know, this energy that's just not conducive to help supporting the team and building them up. It's a trickle down effect. Yeah. And, you know, I think what's so um, fascinating about that too is, you know, people ask, well, what if I'm not in a good mood? Do I have to fake it? Right. And no, and I agree. It's about being authentic. Yeah. So I was just going to ask you about that, but go ahead. I'm excited. I'm like, we're on a good wavelength here. Um, you know, it's not about showing up in a room and fake smiling, but you're not, you don't want to put your mood on them. So it's even just expressing, you know, having a hard morning. I'm really frustrated about this project. I know we can accomplish this together. I just need some time to sit by myself or I need to just go on a walk before I come back. Um, but just, you can express it like that transparency and authenticity is what builds trust and we need trust. So, but it being intentional about, I'm not going to diffuse this all over the room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to own it and honor all of you um, and be authentic because I need your trust, but I'm not going to put it on you. Yeah. So how do you then build an authentic connection culture though, in your office or in your space or as a leader and wherever it is, it doesn't have to be like in an office. It could be as an entrepreneur, again, in, in every um, situation that every scenario that I've like put out there. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it really starts with honoring their moon, right? Mm -hmm. Honoring their lens and relationship and showing like, I care about what you need and asking these really, really foundational questions that we we forget to ask because we go to our own default because we only have one lens on the world, right? So we just default to it. But saying like, you know, what do you need um, to be fulfilled here? What did you love about this project? What does a win look like to you? In this situation, what would be most helpful right now? You know, how did that feedback land for you? Is there a way I could have done that differently? Mm. You know, just tuning in, realizing like, hey, I'm caring about you. You're the person behind the product. It's not just what you do. It's you that's doing the work and starting to connect that way and build in time for that authenticity, build in time for lightness, build in time for stuff that's outside of work. And it doesn't have to be, we're all best friends, right? I know it was your, your son's birthday. How did that go? What was that? You know, I know you just visited your mom. How's she doing? Just checking in. Like I care about you and showing that value. And then I think the next level of it is sparking that brilliance, right? Once you understand that person, what is it that lights you up? What is your unique brilliance? And brilliance isn't, you know, intelligence. Mm -hmm. Brilliance is what is that sparkle in you? What is that sweet spot for you? And I want to help you be in that place, right? Where you're fulfilled and happy and engaged and shining your brightest light and finding that for everyone in the group, you know, where cognitive diversity happens and we know that helps a team. We know that helps an outcome and everybody feels valued for what they bring. Absolutely. So in Spark Brilliance, what can readers expect to take away from this book? This is not even a book, guys. This is like your manual. This is like your 101. This is like chicken soup for whatever. This is this is your book. So what can readers expect to take away from this? Thank you. Well, I wrote it to be like a playbook. So it um, each chapter is really what I believe to be like the 10 facets of brilliance, like the 10 things to do as a leader to light your own light, because that begins with you, and then bring it to your team. And it all goes through and they all build upon each other. Um, or you can take out as a choose your own adventure, like we really need to focus on trust and psychological safety. We really need to focus on how to develop momentum and wins. We really need to focus on our communication. And you can pick and you can each one can stand alone if that's what you need. And it all has action. I'm all about if you're not making progress, I'm not doing my job. So how do we infuse action steps that you can take immediately and action for sustainability? So any of those topics you can pick up and say, this is what we need, or you go through the playbook and build it and take it, take it one step at a time. I love it. So before we wrap up, I do have a question. How many Mm -hmm. organizations um, do you feel are now making this a priority? where they are being more attentive to the, not only the clients, but clients can also be the employees, the employees that they serve and becoming the best leaders that they can be, especially with the great resignation, especially with people wanting more work-life balance, people, Mm -hmm. you know, doing a a full assessment after the pandemic saying, Hey, like, I don't know if this is really what I want to do. Um, but I'm not in a situation that's tapping into my strengths, tapping into my sweet spot, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. So I think what's interesting is we, what we saw during um, the pandemic mm-hmm. was we can't use band-aids anymore for no. culture. No. And, you know, I, I called it culture theater, this idea that we have foosball tables, we have taco Tuesdays, we have, you know, beer on tap, 
So that's our, we have a great culture come work for us. And it was a great cover up in some situations for the lack of this authentic, connected, mm. valuable culture, um, because it was easy to layer that on top. If you have that and you have this real authentic culture, that's amazing. Great perks, right? Yeah. But it, it doesn't stand alone. And what happened when everybody went remote was those things disappeared. So it really shined a magnifying light on who has the real culture and who doesn't. And what I found mm. is a lot of companies were reaching out then of, oh my goodness, people are leaving and we don't know how to do this. And so they saw like, we, this, this is imperative. We can't put this bandaid on anymore. Yeah. Cause you can see, and those companies, people were leaving. Um, so I'm seeing so much more people realizing this is actually what we need to keep our people that we do really value. So I'm seeing, I, you know, I think it's never enough, right. Until yeah. everybody's doing it, yeah. but I'm seeing much more emphasis on this, um, which is great. I love it. I love it. Jackie, where can people find you and where can people purchase your book? Cause I know it, did it release already? I think it did release. Uh, March 22nd. March 22nd. I just got my own copy. There we go. Yes. I was like, March 22nd. Yeah. March 22nd. That's right. That's right, guys. It'll be available online on Amazon. Um, um, on March 22nd, um, the first week there'll be a promotion for the ebook for 99 cents. So, um, and the other ones will be available too. So March 22nd, it'll be there and you can find me, um, um, my name is, uh, company name is Insinger Insights. So my last name and then insights.com and Jackie at Insinger Insights is my email. So anybody can reach out to me and I'd love that. I'd love to hear what anybody thinks of this and the book. I'd love hearing um, feedback in real time. What worked, what didn't? Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Jackie, for being here. Thank you for just bringing knowledge and this very important conversation, especially for leaders, especially for um, people going to work and with everything that's just changed. Like People are just craving for more and a change and more um, humanness, if you, if you will, in a different way, people want to be seen, people want to be heard, people want to be understood and people want to be valued. And I think your book encompasses all of that. And I'm grateful that we've had this conversation so that people can use that as their, like I said, guys, it's, it's your toolbox so that you can show up as the best leader that you can be wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you for all of what you just said. And thank you for having me and um, giving this platform for us to talk about this. So I appreciate you and I appreciate this. Yes. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.